Welcome to the EMT Pro Podcast, where we deliver relevant EMS content from the field in the classroom each week. Episodes of this podcast can get you one full hour of CE through our partner, emt-ce.com, so head over there for more information. I'm your host, Steve Williams, and with me, as usual, although it's been a while, Dan and Holly. Guys, hi, say Steve. Hi. How are you guys Hello. doing? It has been a while. Been too long. It has. Yeah. I think we owe the listeners a little explanation for what's, what's caused the hiatus. On. Well, I've been in prison. Okay. So I don't know what your guys' excuses. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's been difficult to deal with. Oh man! You know, I, I'm sorry, Holly. I didn't think that was going to come up. <laughs> it's part of my therapy is to you just get it out there. To get it out there. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, our schedules have been nuts the last yeah three four months. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we owe it to the listeners to say right here and right now. That we're going to get back on a regular schedule. Is that something we can do? Can we Absolutely. Committed. Committed. All right. Committed. All right. You heard it here. Um, so, Dan, why don't you go first? What have you been up to? Because you've had probably the biggest. <sighs> well, well, no, you both have had really yeah, big changes. Uh, to your Holly's, schedule, so. Holly's mm-hmm. schedule has changed a lot. My schedule, I went, I got off the fire engine and went to the vaccine uh, branch, they call it. Um, so, January, describe to everybody February. what you're doing. Because one, no one knows what the time. vaccine branch is. We are vaccinating the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we do about a thousand a day. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of arms, and that's with two pods with two vaccinators. So if I go driving on driving through or walking up and sitting down, uh, we do both. Okay. We do two okay. at a drive-through, and then two um, just at a, like a center. Yeah. And is it just like people go and sign up for their shot, and they randomly get sent to? Yeah, so if you're in the county that we're offering it, so we, we provide it to three different counties. Okay. And uh, so they just get on the website. If they're eligible, then they sign up. They come in. I talk to 500-plus people a day, which is really, man, it's a wide <laughs> swath of folks <laughs> being this old. You don't really want to talk to that many people. No. Are people, like when I got my shot, I was like, thank you so much for being here. I was so yeah. excited yeah. and yeah. just thought it was so cool that they were there to give me my shot. Are people nice to you? They're very nice. Yeah. Um, to the point, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Now get out. You're like, wait a minute. I've no, been in public no service hugs, for right. 30 <laughs> years. People aren't supposed to be nice to me. Right. But I mean, it's a monumental time for them. It's 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 their time. They're, you know, they see light at the end of the tunnel. And I need mm-hmm. to recognize that, that it's, uh, it's not about me right now. It's about yeah, It's been else. a year. Mm-hmm. been a year. That's it cool. has. We're super thankful. You know, it was almost a year ago we recorded. It's been about a year since we recorded our first episode. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it was about COVID, right? You guys did a episode about... I think our second one was about COVID. Our first one was like case reviews or something. Yeah. But yeah, our second episode. Dan so and I much has about changed COVID. since then. Yeah. You weren't here that day. Mm-mm. You were doing something else. It feels like it hasn't been a year, but then it feels like forever. It feels like it's been right? five years, but it was also been like right. two months ago. <laughs> yeah. It's really strange. Yeah. Do you remember March of last year, how it, everybody was saying, like, March is going for what feels like five years now? Yeah. It just never ended. Yeah. 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 And how it's going to be done by summertime. Right. Yeah. Maybe by the end of April, you know, we'll be in a better spot. It's like, oh. Maybe by the end of April 2021. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll be in a better yeah. spot. So you've been doing the vaccine clinic, which vaccine is super clinic. cool. Yep. Good for you. So that's it. You know, five, six days a week. Yeah, you've been hard so to get a hold of. Forty hours a yeah. week, like, like a forty-hour schedule. 
Yeah, but you're it's not horrible. It's, my wife is ready to divorce me. Home every night. Yeah. I drive in. She's oh, yesterday I drove in and she's up on this lift. She ran a lift, like a fifty foot lift, and she's up because we have this really high roof. She's up there because we had some roof, uh, some roof damage. Due That's to right. That. You got this like super old yeah. uh, historic house, right? Well, it's called a <laughs> box. You might, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but pit. it's on the registry, so it's good. <laughs> right, it's okay. So she's up on this lift, and she, I, she looks down at me. And he goes, she shakes her head like, "Oh gosh, she's home again." Yeah. <laughs> Can you just? Or she might have been thinking, like, shoot, he caught me up here on the roof. Yeah, so, you know, like. this whole time I thought it was her B shift boyfriend, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I've been doing. Man, so five. How many shots are you delivering personally every shift? Uh, if you had to guess. Well, because I do it so quickly, because mm-hmm. I've done so many. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had one two days ago where we were. They would walk in, they'd put down their, their paperwork. I would stab them, my partner would stamp the paperwork, and then I'd put up a sticker on their shirt and say, okay, see you later, 8.5 seconds. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. You don't get much of a relationship with that, thank goodness. So, (laughs) so, uh, I do between five and 700 a day. Personally? Personally. It's a lot of shots. You're gonna have like this giant oh, forearm I've got a, when you're. I'm putting CBD oil on this part of my hand right here because it hurts so much. Jeez, on my elbow. So yeah. does it work? Yeah, it works yeah. great. It's good. So yeah, it's a lot of shots. It's a lot of shots. I don't need to do any more. No. You're saving more you're... lives right now than you have in your entire career put together. <laughs> right. I like I to think, think about that, man. That's very true. Yeah, but I like that point. It's finally in my career I'm not enabling someone. Like, oh, maybe you should go up to the hospital to be checked out. When in reality, I know I just don't want to get called back tonight. Right. Right? So this is actually doing something good. Yeah. So That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, good that's good. You. You're getting satisfaction out of it? I was. I'm yeah. ready to be done. <laughs> <laughs> How long is this going to go? Well, well until... for the department, it's... It's growing and growing and growing. They're talking 6,000 vaccines a day uh, of the J&J. For yeah. Some, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to pull the plug because I only have a year left, mm-hmm. and I want to spend the last year in a fire station. So May 1st. You have another year left? Yeah, 15 months, really. Really? Yeah. I thought you were almost done. I know. It feels like it, though. Well. I'm starting to panic. You are done. <clears throat> You're just <clears throat> choosing. To You're work, done with your work longer. back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then I'll just come and do uh, ride-alongs. Hey, no, here's that hey, old Steve. guy again. Hey, Steve, can I come He's going to be the guy at the breakfast table in the morning with his <laughs> yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah. And yes. they're like, who's you guys this, going? Who's oh, this guy? I those calls. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, let me take this one. I got it. <laughs> got it. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> um, well, Holly, you total change in your work schedule, too. What? Yeah. Tell everybody what you've been up to. Um, let's see. I had a sort of a family emergency situation. So I quit my job. Yeah. I know. I was like, can I still be on the podcast if I'm not a a cool flight nurse? (laughs) Um, So I did. I temporarily sort of walked away from like the only career that I've ever known, which has been awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good change. Yeah. Like I'm not the kind of person that would be like, I'm just going to quit my job. And see what happens. Of course, I had another job lined up because right, right. <laughs> right. don't want to panic planning. too much. Yeah. Um, but walking away from the conventional to do something like I'm just contracting right now, mm-hmm. doing contract work was um, not in my personality realm. Yeah, and it was. It's amazing, actually. Learn. I mean, 
walking away from that was hard because I love my job and I love training and I'll do it again someday. But um, taking that leap and then doing this contract work has really just kind of opened up a whole new world of you don't have to work 70 hours a week yeah, and not be appreciated. Yeah. Um, you can actually be home with your family and still make good money and do all of these other things. So um, it's been interesting. But and then I have to work like this conventional schedule, which... Which you're not used to. I don't know how people work five days in a row. It's terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All yeah. you people out there working a normal schedule, like, kudos to you because right. it is not in my DNA. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I was like, no wonder this country's depressed and, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause you yeah. go to work and that's all you do mm-hmm. is right. drive to work and yeah. be with people you maybe don't know or kind of like. Right. Yeah. And then you and then come home. home. Yeah, and then you have two days off. Yeah. And by the time you get home, it's like food and bedtime and homework, and that's no way to live. Yeah. I miss my 24-hour shifts. <laughs> that's right. Then off for three. My time off. <laughs> um, so that's what I've been doing. It's been um, interesting, yeah. to say the least. Good for you. It's good to see you guys, though. I know. What, you what have you been doing? Um, Growing your hair out. I like that. I mean, I wish everybody could see it. I think it's about... 10 days since I shaved it last, so it's uh, a little longer than usual. Um, and just since they can't see you, yeah. like, this guy has lots of hair, but chooses to shave his head. I do. Yeah. It's a so. choice I make. Uh, <laughs> it's for ease, and um, yeah, I feel like I look like I'm about 12 years old when I have a full head of hair. Did it I start show with you guys my driver's license. What's that? Did it start with the scabies? You had to shave it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all started with the scabies. Um it all There's started a, with the lice, and then he burnt his just house down. Passing my, my I can see why you shaved it, sir. Driver's license. Oh, <laughs> they're so cute. How long ago was this picture? That would have been probably five years ago. So early thirties. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there could be worse problems in the world than looking younger than yeah. you are. I'm sure I'll appreciate it, you know, in about ten years or so. But oh well. Uh, but other than that. Doing a lot of website work. Uh, we've been getting increasingly busy with our other websites, and so that's been a good problem to have. But um, you know, everybody's online right now because uh-huh. they can't yeah. go to classrooms, and so content is king. And so making all that content is uh, is really really time consuming. Um, so we've, you know, I think we've talked about we do a few other websites. We do EMT Prep. Everybody knows about EMT CE, and then um, EMTclass.com is another one. And you guys have helped out making content for, I think, all of those, primarily CE and class, though. And With our Cadaver Lab stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, some other videos here. Dan did a lot of EMT class videos in the studio. But, uh, yeah, that content has been just nonstop editing and creating and editing and creating. And um, When did the residual check come out? The residual checks. Yeah. Oh, you mean like the uh, the bonuses? You know, oh like no, the, the uh, what is it called? The royalties. The royalties. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get noticed in the store from your fame, that that's okay. what you're oh. They'll be like, yeah. "Let me see your hands." <laughs> oh, I those recognize those hands. hands. Those look yeah. Exactly like it. Nice liver spots. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have so on YouTube, we have a, a free channel where all of our content is most of our content is put up. Um, that we give away for free and the uh, 
gentleman who did our NREMT test prep videos. Uh, is a guy named Dan. And those videos have a few million views on them. And Dan has been stopped at Target shopping with his wife. Really? And this kid, <laughs> he told me the story. This kid stopped him and said, hey, aren't you the EMT prep guy? And he's like, they don't pay me enough to do this. You know? <laughs> oh man, it was funny. But yeah, he's, uh, he's become, I don't know. Your little EMS celebrity. famous, whatever that means, but that's pretty fun. Pretty hilarious. But other than doing that, um, just honestly, I, I stepped back from a lot of commitments at the fire department. Um, really focused on time with Jenna and the kids and, it's been really, really good. Uh, just being really, really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Centered? No, like purposeful with every yes that I, yeah. that I give. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just spreading myself too thin and mm-hmm. saying yes to too much stuff and then That's hard to running do. around and being crazy. It's really hard yeah. to do. Um, we've been, so I have a, a family mentor who's, uh, a guy that I speak with who, awesome guy. Um, he's actually one of Jenna's uh, uncles and we've been going back and forth talking about basically being hurried and busyness. And we're pretty certain those are like two root causes for like nothing positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything good that's come out of me hurrying or me being overly busy and it's choices I'm making. Right. And so I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to allow that to happen. And, uh, by being more purposeful with my yes and no, then, you know, helps. Yeah. That's you know, a good Dan's, one. <laughs> Dan's having one of those moments. Where, right. Okay. I got to leave now. Yeah. <laughs> this like, is getting too personal you know, and I don't I like I got to say that stepping me. back from the traditional, I know, or whatever work you're doing definitely helps that. Like I was thinking, I only have five more spring breaks with Addie. Wow. You know, before she's gone to college, that's yeah. not very many. And so no. thinking about it in that terms makes it feel a little more urgent to mm-hmm. make that your priority, um, which is hard to do, but you know, yes, it is, it is, but it isn't right. If you make that choice, like right now, right. you're making that choice to have a purposeful yes. Right. You have to, right. It can't just happen. Right. If you let it just happen, busyness happens. Uh, right. And then it's gone. But mm-hmm. I do feel like probably our age yes, and our career where we are in our careers has allowed us to kind of take that time to step back, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think like all through your twenties, you're just sort of go, go, go building your career, working hard, you know, never say no. Although I know I'm a workaholic, but, mm-hmm. um, maybe. you just are so outwardly focused that I think maybe it's just where we're at in our lives. Totally. Affords us to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I know that I learned busyness and hurry from my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, total workaholic, complete workaholic, love him to death. Awesome. Awesome guy. But, uh, and he'll admit it. He just works way too much. And that's been his, his, uh, his, I guess downfall. I don't know what you want to call it, but, um, he's had to really work on not working too much. And it's been hard for him because he started working on that way later. Mm-hmm. So, I got to learn it in my thirties and it's awesome. So yeah, but see, still... that, that is, that's you're, you're cringing right now. I am cringing yeah. because I, my boy, mm-hmm. uh, who's trying to follow my footsteps, right? Mm-hmm. He's 21 years old. 
he's going golfing today. Yeah. And in my mind, it's like, what? <laughs> You're going golfing? It's Saturday. Is it Saturday? It is, and it's a sunny day yeah, in Oregon a, in March. Yeah. So why aren't you working or doing something? <laughs> you know, because that's how I was I was raised. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only so much money, and so to get the money to where we needed to pay the bills, I was taught that you have to do anything and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those guys, right. and, and I admire them for that, but yet I despise them for that. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like this is a great segue. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we are going to talk about generational differences in EMS today. And it's a big topic that we, I think the three of us would admit, only have personal experience with and have not studied this. At not one. So this is like a hundred percent opinion. Um, with a little bit of fact sprinkled in. But, uh, yeah, there's, I'm sure we're, we're going to have stories that resonate with people out there. Um, because it just, I mean, you do a quick search of the web and the stuff that we complain about um, with the other generations is what is out there. So there's, you know, stereotypes and, you know, lots of stuff that's put out there. But I think it's worth talking about and how we kind of navigate it in our professions because it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So can I ask, what what age are we catering to on this on this podcast right now? What do you think? Um, I'm sure that there's a way I could find that out. Um, but if you're listening to podcasts, I know that I've heard you generally are, uh, a little wealthier than most. Now, I think that might be middle class, not lower middle class, potentially, I think is on average true. Um, and you tend to be, you know, I think it's 18 to 45 is kind of the swath of folks that, Okay. Listen to the majority of podcasts. I couldn't tell you what the male female breakdown is. Uh, so some of what we say could not be offensive, but people could take, um, take a person like, let's say I'm sure. talking about a 20 some year old who's, you know, who has a totally different outlook on work than I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, people are going to get offended. And like, like you said, I mean, it's, this is just, our opinion and our experiences yes. and what we kind of see coming down the road with our departments hundred percent in our profession. Yeah. And I think that, you know, while we try to do as much with this podcast as we can, that is, you know, factual comes from peer reviewed sources and everything else with data for a continuing education course. We work in an industry that is constantly changing and we're constantly being asked to do more and we are constantly coming up with, um, I don't know if it's butting of heads, but just differences in the workplace with the way people were raised and the, right. you know, the views that they have and, right. you know, politics and social class play roles in that as well. And we're not getting into politics today. I don't ever want to do politics. No. Never. Oh, no, thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah. I think the first thing we should probably do is talk about what the generations are. And it's not easy to find. The age, right. the years right. of, of birth, mm-hmm. so to speak, by which these are defined are not. And it's kind of like reading your horoscope, like, right. oh, <laughs> right. that totally describes me. Or no, it doesn't. True. You know, you're right on the cusp. So, okay, let me. And, again, and there's three different quote generations in this room right now right there is actually yeah which i mean i mean the greatest generation right here (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, Boomer. <laughs> Let me find this because this is – it's a little – it's wonky, but it is what it is. So the Lost Generation, okay, 1883 to 1900. We're not working with anyone in those generations anymore. Although I feel that way sometimes. <laughs> no, I um, too. You know who – well, would she have been? No, she wouldn't have been. Um, I was going to say uh, Beverly Cleary. Just died. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. so sad. From Portland. Yep. Um, the Greatest Generation, uh, also known as the GI Generation, 1901 to 1927. So Beverly Cleary would have been that would Greatest have been her. Generation. Yep. The Silent Generation, also known as the Lucky Few, 1928 to 1945. So... Is that because of the war during that time? Yeah. World Wars and Roaring Twenties. End of the Roaring Twenties. Um, so eh, what would that be? The oldest person from that generation would be in their late 70s right now. Mid to late 70s. Mm-hmm. We don't really have anyone in the workplace that's in that age. Mm-hmm. Not in EMS, yeah. but certainly in the hospital. Yeah. <clears throat> A lot of doctors are yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of doctors oh, yeah. in their 70s. Um, let's see, uh, Daniel, <laughs> here I go. Baby boomers, Baby Baby boomers. boomers. also known as the me generation. Did oh, you know that? yeah, I see that 46 to 64. That's your range. That's me. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the handicap parking spot outside as well. The me, the me generation. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah. Like, not like the meat, the meat and potatoes generation, really. I should say, I'm getting this off Wikipedia. So, I do, I think Wikipedia is a fairly good source overall, but, uh. For all of your medical training needs. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Gen X, Holly, Mm -hmm. 65 to 80. There's no other and I'm just going to say that I'm at the very end of Gen X, just for everyone listening. <laughs> like barely Gen X. Okay. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, what They always say, the the saying with Gen X is, what have you done for me lately? Oh, that's a great song. but um, Right? Isn't that the know. saying that they give? Okay. And then... The millennials, also known as Generation Y, mm-hmm. eighty-one to ninety-six. Is that you, sir? It is. I don't know how to say this without offending people, but I don't feel like a millennial. That's because you're right at the beginning. I, I'm a few years in. Yeah. Yeah, but um, well, what? How do they describe the millennials? Well, okay, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. that's a big okay part of this whole you know okay. podcast, but. The, I've heard that there is a subgroup of the Gen X and millennial, uh, groups. The 80 to 85 chunk, they call them Xenials. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that accurately describes me. But, if well, we're like, going off if Wikipedia, you think about 80 to 85, like, that wasn't the time of technology yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You were just in that cusp of, you didn't grow up with technology, but you probably ended your childhood with, with technology. Yeah. I mean, I'm Whereas a podcast. people are later on in that. Yeah. We're definitely like, it's a huge part of my life for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people later on in that 
millennial group were born with technology, you know, and right. just had a different, totally different experience. Totally. Yeah. Um, and then the 97 to 2012 is Gen Z. Didn't know. They're also known as the Zoomers. Zoomers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Zoomer. I wonder if that'll be a phrase. That's going to be a phrase. Is it why? Like, is that, was there a, a, you know, I, a zoom, a big boom of Zers? I don't. I feel like people are having less kids. They basically grew up in the era of the war on terror. So, at least that's how this, uh, so Zoomers like using them. Zoom? <laughs> Maybe. Shoot, I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay. And then new one, didn't know this one, generation alpha, mm-hmm. early 2010s to the mid 2020s. Now that'd be your babies. I, I have two kids that will be, that are generation alpha. Yeah. So you have some generation alphas. I've got a gen Z. Uh huh. You've got a couple millennials. 81 right? to 96? No. 97. Oh, okay. So born. you have zoomers. Zoomers. Zoomers gave birth to Zoomers. Zoomers. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay, let me look up something else here. This next slide is talking about the stereotypes. This is where some people might get a little offended. Okay, but but it's coming off. It's, it's coming off. Uh, it's coming off a very valid slide from the internet. So who knows? <laughs> but maybe you know, maybe some of these ring true with us. Maybe we find them completely off. Boomers. Stereotypes, okay? Okay. Out of touch and disinterested in learning new things. Ooh, I kind of get that. Now, I mean, like the computer stuff, you know, I feel like... I would say, personally, working with you, that you're not interested in learning new things. Well... I think certain mediums you don't like at all. Correct. But in general, you love to learn. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and change in my my profession, right? Yeah. But if I could have a flip phone again, I would do that in a second. Not a fan of the smartphone. Oh man, for a while exactly. you were carrying around your daughter's pink iPhone, iPhone four. Nice. Wow, Holly, that was just between us. <laughs> I was like, nice phone case. You're like, it's my daughter's. It's not glitter. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't have a pink phone, but it, mostly right. it was that it was like the original iPhone. Like right. she'd moved on, <laughs> yeah, and you still had her hand me down. Yeah, it's pretty cute. That's what a good dad does. Yeah, mm-hmm. hand me downs. Good. Okay, so can we see how that might be potentially true? Oh, absolutely. On some level? Okay. okay. Yeah. And we're not trying to validate stereotypes on this podcast, oh. but we're trying to learn from generational differences as we can see them. Or at least and it is a vast um, amount of years, you know, and the way that technology has oh, totally. and exponentially increased, it's almost like they need to yeah, decrease the generation Which stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 45 to 64. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Okay, Gen X. Holly. I'm up. Oh boy, this, 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 this kind of sounds mean. <laughs> Cynical and poor team members. Oh. I just, that sounds kind of harsh. It does. I mean, um, I'll take the cynical part, but I'm a good team player. I'm a person, middle child. What person in healthcare isn't cynical? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Oh yeah. You're, you're helping 500 people a day, giving them shots. The last thing you want to do is talk to a random human on the street right now. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> um, but poor team member? No, not Holly. Holly's no. a good teammate. 
Um, I wonder why they get that label. Oh. It's kind of strange. Uh, oh, 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 okay, hang on. I'm talking about stereotypes. I didn't talk about strengths. Strengths are on this as well. So let me go back. Let me go back. Let's go back to the boomers. Yeah, yeah. go back to the boomers. Uh, oh my gosh, Daniel. Characterized as being workaholics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who relish long weeks and overtime. Oh, man. Nailed it. Wow. <laughs> Oh, Did you write like that? I'm speaking to your soul right yes, now. Yes, me too. Growing up in the depression is not easy, guys. Man, they are more committed to their roles than any other generation. I'll take it. Boom. Mm-hmm. They yeah, are considered. You, oh. oh, go ahead. I was going to say because you know, like for instance, my dad. Not that you're old enough to be my dad. Well, thank you. They went to work for thirty years at the same place and retired. Right. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the dedication there is to just keep. Working at the same same place, same job yep. forever. Plugging along, four hundred one k. Yeah. <laughs> Considered good team players. Thank you. Yes. With fifty three percent of organizations saying they work well with others. Wow. Those are some wow. good strengths. They're powerful. Yeah. They're regarded as making excellent mentors to their colleagues and juniors. I just got done saying. In a lot of ways, you're like a mentor to me, Daniel. Thank you so much. Yeah. Not with technology. No. <laughs> at all. <laughs> you're the antithesis of a mentor. I don't even know what that means, but you know what? That's awesome. <laughs> mentors <laughs> being mentors. Right? Okay. So now we got to go back to Gen X. Strengths. Um, 70% of organizations believe Gen X are the best overall workers. I am. They're committed to juggling work with family time and favor work-life balance. Ooh, see, that's good. That's a new concept for me. Ooh, this is a weird one. Or not a weird one, a good one. Gen X is considered to be the biggest revenue generators overall. I see that. You want to make some money? Hire Gen X. All right. <gasps> Dude, Xenials is on here. No way. They put in... Huh. <laughs> Shock. I picked the slide that had the one that, you know, fit me best. Stereotypes. Oh boy. Cynical. Oh man, you're gonna. So this is, you're gonna laugh. Is this venial? Yeah. Okay. This is a little bit too close to home. Uh, poor team members and too confident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, I see. Yeah, it. I know there might be some truth there. The five star. Five star. Yeah. No, they started us young in medic school, man. They pump us full of this, you know, overconfidence. Strengths. Let's just focus on that because we don't <laughs> stereotype <laughs> stuff too long. Highly adaptive. Unique ability to think abstractly and find new solutions. Go me. Team players. They can interpret, translate, and relate to just about anybody and can quickly adjust to different points of view. Wow. Still going. There's more. Oh, okay. Oh, there's yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. Coachable. They have strong opinions, but tend to be less vocal than millennials. So coaching is an effective way to leverage their unique point of view. Wow. Bam! You look so smug right now. Yeah, look out, look out. <laughs> that too confident, overly confident back yeah. chest comes out. Yep. <sighs> Man, I don't even know if we need to go any further than that. Just leave it there. Oh. Um, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And a lot of that is spot on. 
You think so? Yeah. I can what's see a lot the of next that. one after you? Well, well, then we have the straight millennials, I, right? Right. I think that again, Xenials is kind of a. I don't know that that's actually a thing. It just feels like okay. the Gen Xers and millennials teamed up the last five years that overlap and said, "Hey, uh, Gen Y or millennials." Can you tell me what years those are again? Um, Gen Y is 81 to 96. Xenials, 78 to 85. So there's this gap. I mean, that's us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not looking at me when they say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like working with highly adaptive team players that are coachable? <laughs> Daniel? Oh. And overly confident. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay. Millennials, here we go. Don't get mad. Just is what it is. Stereotypes. Entitled and lazy. Okay. I would say that that is an accurate stereotype. Not saying that's accurate of people, but that is a stereotype that I have heard as well. But tell me the years again for the millennials. 81 to 96. Okay. Strengths. Of all generations currently in the workforce, they are considered to be the most independent workers. And I would say that's pretty dang true. They are concerned with ethics and social responsibility of the organization they work for. That's very Mm -hmm. true. I've definitely seen that one. They've grown up sourcing information they need to be left to create their own processes rather than being told exactly what to do. I feel like these are, That's these strengths accurate. are really yeah. hitting, hitting true. I would say that, um, the, I don't know, I'm talking about myself essentially, depending on which source you look at, but the millennials that work for our department have all of those strengths. They love to work by themselves. They love being a paramedic because they get to be in the back making their own decisions. They love learning. They love, you know, doing all this stuff um, in their profession. But there are lots of reports of entitlement and at times, depending on the person, laziness. But the one thing that I felt was probably the truest in that was concerned with ethics and social responsibility of the organization they work for. Mm-hmm. They're so concerned with knowing that our department cares about their work-life balance. Right. And our department does not care about their work. <laughs> I don't know if any department yeah. ever actually does, even if they say they do. Right. They really don't care. I think it's just lip service, but. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll get into that in a little bit. Gen Z. 97 to 2010. And you know, again, these pro- these years are probably slightly different than what I shared a minute ago. Stereotypes. More cynical and no loyalty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Strengths. The most tech competent of any generation, able to pick on developments quicker than any other employee, than other employee groups. They are natural entrepreneurs, 72% wanting to start their own business someday, when polled. Described as the quote-unquote always-on generation. 
able to multitask unlike any other generation using up to five screens at once. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Wow. I still type with two fingers. You do. I've seen you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you put the, the, the pointer finger and the thumb together and then you just hunt. That's Heck. it. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep. So I'm trying to think, do we work with? We do. Those are the, those are the kids. The people I, we are just starting to hire. Right. Gen Zers. Yeah. I like at the top end, what age are they at right now? I can't remember how. The top end would be 25. 25. Okay. Right. Cause it's 96. And my uh, daughter, 97. So 97. Well, so 20. Yeah. yeah 20, so they're my daughter's fresh out of college. Yeah. Yep. That age. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so these are the kids that we're hiring right now. Right. Right. And I guess the question that I'm asking myself in looking at this stuff is, what can I plug them in in my role when they're assigned to me to do certain things? Like, what are they going to be naturally, most likely, better at than others? Because I'll be honest, I'm not really worried about focusing on their stereotypes or their negatives because right. that's not going to do anything. So let's say you have this is this is how it works in my 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 fire truck. Okay, yeah. you got the officer and the the driver up front. You've got another firefighter next to me who's usually super young and then me, super old, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have the iPad in the back where we look up like, it's called EGIS or something like that, where you can look up which apartment it actually is. Mm-hmm. So the officer's dialing us where we're going and what we're going to do. And the other firefighter has the iPad because I can't even turn it on. Right. And, uh, and which exact, which exact apartment we're going to and, you know, where, where the fire hydrant is and so on and so forth. So that's how it's delegated. In my, my rig. And then I'm the old guy that, okay, you know, I've been in the same fire station for 21 years, so I know you turn right here, turn left here, go right here, this is your best access. So that's how it's delegated in my fire engine. It's interesting because a lot of the people who've retired from our department lately, we keep going back to how much industry knowledge we've lost with their retirements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can't replace that with a piece of software. And we yeah. can't replace that with... A class. Yeah. But it's interesting thinking about how, in theory, all the stuff that today's generations are doing could be replaced with software on some level because they're so tech dependent. Mm-hmm. All their work is going into a tablet and then to the patient, you know, mm-hmm. or vice versa. And on like that primal level, like when I started working in EMS, we had those, those giant box maps. Yeah. Yes. And it was like this you know, six inch thick book with a one square mile map on it. So you had to find your box map and then map yourself. Mm-hmm. You're all constantly just yeah. no technology, right? Map page 265-395. And you're like, yep. did she get that right? Right. I, I and 385. Doing that though is like you do have all of that muscle memory. Even now when I drive past certain streets, I was, you know, yeah. I know where stuff is. Right. But now that I use my GPS all the time, I don't know which way is north. Right. Or west, yeah. it like it just de- detaches that. Yeah. Maybe just for me because I'm old, um, not having to actually use those physical maps anymore. Um, so if your technology goes down, how good are you going to be at finding the best access or exactly. mapping yourself in? Um, but then again, if technology goes down, they might just be like do 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 and fix it, and you're good to go, right? <laughs> right. Whereas I would be totally lost. Exactly. Um, you know, I have. So this is kind of a 
a funky thing I was just thinking about. So I have at my station, um, we do 2448 schedule and the three lieutenants that are there, uh, we are, I don't know what you want to call me, a Xenial or a millennial, a Gen Xer and a boomer. And I follow the boomer every morning that I start, right? And with, without fail, every single morning I have to get in the rig and reset the map on the computer. Because what he does when he gets in, every time he goes to a call, he's zooming in because he can't read the screen very well because the font is like super tiny. Right, right. And so he's zooming in heavily and he's twisting the map to whatever looks good. Well, when you twist the map and then reset it to the next address, it stays at that twisted state. So if it's like, you know, instead of up being north, up might be southeast. (laughs) And so there's been times where I forget to do that, punch in the address, and I'm like, whoa, where are we going? This That street doesn't go that way. Like what? And then I have to hit reset on the, you know, anyways. (laughs) And it's one of those funky little things that we just do differently. And... um I think about that every single morning and that's a generational difference because totally mm-hmm. he's not, he, he will admit he's not comfortable using technology heavily. I am. And my buddy who, uh, follows me, I mean, he's great with it. Like no, no problems at all. Um, it's really interesting. That's so spot on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've got to hit on the millennial thing cause it's such a, hot topic of conversation in general. Um, what have your guys' experience been? Why don't we start with the negative and get it out of the way? Okay. Because it's always better to end on a positive. <laughs> but what have been some negative interactions you've had with the millennial generation at your department, Dan? So the one that really is is um, big right now is the vaccine pod. So we have a pretty large department and we have a whole new ops branch for vaccine, right? And so on any given day, we'll have like 20 line people in doing vaccines and entering all the paperwork and blah, 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 all that stuff, right? It's always the same people. It's the battalion chiefs, it's the captains, there's a few drivers, but there's very, we, the firefighters outnumber everyone else two to one, right? There's me and a couple of others just on the firefighter level. And the young kids are not showing up. They're on the mountain. They're at the beach. They're doing bicycle rides, which is great. And, you know, that's the great work-life balance thing. But we're in the middle of a pandemic. Right. And we have the same people doing it. And granted, there are people there that are trying to, you know, look good for promotional exams or or whatever. But for the most part, they're there just doing their part to end this thing. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't see those kids. Yeah. I think on that note, you know, working in a college town, it is, I, I, I can't talk about it for too long because I get so angry yeah. at the flippant attitude about the pandemic that they have and oh. how it's it's been so disruptive to their social life. Right. And, you know, they can't see that what they're complaining about is a reality for everybody. And it's just me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And the, I don't know what you guys have had to deal with, um, but with our current staffing, we're heavy. We're, we're, I think we're at around 50% currently 
that are on the line that are under 30 or 32 or something like that. And we're seeing a lot of questioning, like there, there, the idea of a vaccine for this younger group, they're, well, I don't know if I want to take that. I don't, I don't know if that's safe, you know? And then what kills me is you're a medical professional, or at least you're supposed to be, and you're questioning stuff that you've never questioned before, but I think they're probably playing into some political things. They're probably playing into some other stuff going on and just rumor and hearsay. And they wouldn't flinch at putting another drug in their body or drinking too heavily or, you know, whatever. But yet something that has just so many numbers behind it that can actually help us get out of this thing that right. they're complaining about is the one thing that they don't want to do. And do right. they not want to like read the actual science? Well, I've had people tell me, well, I got to do my own research, which let's be honest. You're probably not doing research. You're, you're probably looking reading on the internet. articles on the internet, <laughs> which, okay, fine. If that's what you want to do, good. Um, but that's not research. What you're doing is you're trying to educate yourself by reading some articles and hopefully they're from legit sources and they aren't just news. Um, but they're trying to find the the facts that support their decision. Correct. You know what I mean? It's a skewed way of looking up information. Right. They're trying to support their own feelings right. on something. Do you think it has something to do with, um, you know, in your early 20s, your frontal lobe is still developing, so you don't yeah. really have that um, as much, the cause and effect. Mm-hmm. And at that age, you are by definition, invincible in your development stage. Yeah. Um, you take chances. That's why, what is it, like 20-year-olds have the highest trauma right, rate, right? 20-year-old right. men. Um, you know, they're invincible. They're not, nothing's ever going to happen to me. I'm going to live forever. Yep. And honestly, how many 20-somethings have gotten really sick from this? Right. So they probably just don't feel, I mean, part of that might just be that they feel invincible. So... Why not? And I'm just gonna. I remember push early back. on yeah. you telling me, Dan, you telling me about a 22 or 23 year old that was on ECMO that you flew. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like you just don't, you just don't get it. Yeah. And it's because it hasn't happened to them personally, right? That they just don't see it. And for me, you know, and we've shared this in other COVID episodes, but we got hit hard with our family. Yeah. Um, my. You know, extended family got it. My immediate family got it. Luckily, no one in my personal at home got it. But, um, I mean, it, my grandma died from it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a, it's a big freaking deal. And because people can't see it in their immediate view, you know, right. their lens, it's all of a sudden not as relevant. It's just blown out of proportion. And I had some friends over, um, and, one of them was spouting off about, well, what about, you know, the flu numbers have gone down. And I think just they're, they're making everything COVID these days. And when, when you hear, and they're, to be clear, they're not in the medical field and, you know, make a lot of questionable life choices. We'll put it that way. But when you hear them st- say things like that, it's so, I, I've learned, I, I just can't engage. Like, yeah. You know, um, I, I'm so worn out from having to explain, yes. you know, data and 
And then you go to work and you put on yes. this jumpsuit and this respirator and every call you're thinking, is this the call I catch COVID? Yep. And then you got to go home and deal with those mm-hmm. types of people. Yep. Get it. Yep. We did that for a full year before we were comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, with our vaccine status. Um, but even now, like we still have COVID calls. We're still going on them. They're not going away. Mm-hmm. We're still going on them. And it just, it, I'll end my, my rant with this. It's frustrating that the, the, the group of people who are typically college age right now that are the most annoyed with COVID are the ones that are doing the least to help us get out of it. Yes. And our numbers are still high. Data is showing in the state of Oregon. Mm-hmm. One of the largest groups time and time again is the 20 to 29 year olds. Yes. And I'm sorry, man, do your part and help us get out of this thing. Cause yeah. we all want to go back to normal. I want to go back to concerts. Okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. Good me too. Heavens. So let's wrap it up with some good things we hear about the millennial generation. Cause okay, I'll let I've you got, lead this. I've got, a, I've got a few. Okay. Well, I do think like in our job, well, coming from the flight company, we know we don't get 20 something year olds, right? Because you have to have a certain amount of experience before you can apply and be a flight medic or nurse. Um, but in the hospital, certainly we get fresh out of college, you know, fresh faced 20 somethings. And you're right though. The social justice is such a huge part of who they are as a group. Um, it is like, oh, uh, you said I get this time off and like they to the letter, they will mm-hmm. take their vacation, take their FMLA or whatever it is. So they're actually being better advocates for themselves than we are as yeah. older older folks. Um, But yeah, that social justice is really something that I think across the board they are um, concerned about Mm -hmm. for everyone Um, being more accepting of different types of people, whether it be race or sexual orientation, anything like that. um, They are way more accepting and able to assimilate. I know it's really good. And so definitely moving in that direction, that's a great thing for our society is to be more inclusive and more um, uh, able to say what your needs are. They're going to therapy more than any other generation, uh, you know, things like that. Yeah. So you got to love the millennials for teaching us how to, how to live good. That's true. Good point. And you know, the thing that I think I hear entitled more as a stereotype with them, um, and I, I don't know. It, it feels like entitled is what you're called when you stand up for yourself yes. a lot of times. Yep. And by people who don't know how to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I know that, um, I would say 10 years ago, one of the big classes we were going through a bunch at the fire department was you know, safety, safety, safety. And if you see something, say something. And that was a big problem to get people to talk because they didn't want to you know, go out of their rank and they didn't want to speak up out of turn. Mm -hmm. And nowadays it is commonplace for people to speak up when they see something and, Oh, you know, that's a safety thing. Like, Hey, you know, we got to, we got to talk about that before we go do it. Cause that could be something that could lead us down a bad path. And it may be depending on the person used too much, but I'd much rather be on that side of the fence than on the other side where we're getting people hurt more because people didn't speak up. And so I would say I see them like, like Holly was saying, wanting to follow the rules. 
um, a lot more um, and wanting to be aware of what the rules are. They like to know what their boundaries are to mm-hmm. work within. Um, but they also hate to be micromanaged. Mm-hmm. And as a person who hates to micromanage, um, I love having millennials on my crew because I can literally say, here's the five things we got to get done today. Go do it. And they're, they're going to figure it out. They do not need their hand held a lot. Um, and that's been a really fun thing to, to work with. Um, but with those same people, yeah, let's say, uh, the dryer vents need to be cleaned out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious they need to be cleaned out. Would they do that on their own or would you have to say, this is one of the five things we need to get done today? So self-starting, um, my, I would say generality with that would be that they are generalization is that they are not going to go find busy work to do. They would call that busy work. <laughs> Finding work to do right. is not something they're interested in doing. They like having objectives, meeting the objectives, and then having their own time. I see that at my house. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, I look at my current crew. I have a kid who's, gosh, just promoted to engineer, and he's quite a few years younger than I am. And then I have a firefighter who is three years post-retirement who is still working and is literally sucking up any ounce of overtime he can get. And the generational differences, I think, are what make our crew really, really fun. We pick on the old guy. Oh, we pick yeah. on the young guy. We pick on the, the you know, inflated head lieutenant, right? Like, <laughs> there's there's always something to tease people about and have a good time and it's a good mix it's a really good mix um and i think you know i wouldn't want to work with three me's you know no yeah no it's the differences that make it fun to come to work every day but and i i do feel like um the young people in the country right now not to make it political at all but they again are just they're concerned about the environment. They're concerned about all these things that, no offense, baby boomers, right? Um, we're not concerned about no. and still probably don't care about, but someone needs to. Right. And it does seem like the, the millennials and even the Gen Zers mm-hmm. are, they really care about those things. And I, I think that we need people like that to kind of move us forward or keep us moving forward, even though us old timers are going to bitch about it because back in my day, right. you know. Exactly. We did this, and so it's it's fun to watch the different different generations coming up. I have a teenager now, and it's just she's so different than I ever was at that age. Mm-hmm. Into so many different things, and aware of so much more mm-hmm. than I was. Yeah, you know, I think we should leave it there. We got to find a stopping point. This is one of those topics that I think yeah. we can all agree on. We could just go on forever on, but but you know, I learned a little something. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely, and I think. We can all agree, though, that it's the mixture of generations that makes coming to work fun. Mm-hmm. It's the mixture of viewpoints that makes what we do that much more enjoyable. Yes. Yeah. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, but... That's a diverse workforce right mm-hmm. there. For sure. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much, and uh, we'll leave it there. All right. Thank you, sir.